Hey everybody, Fran Frischella here, and welcome to World of Basketball. You know it, it's the podcast that shrinks the basketball globe for you, and we bring you players, coaches, executives uh, from every corner of the basketball globe. I told you, six continents so far, trying to get somebody from Antarctica, but those penguins, they're hard to reach, and uh, but anyway. Anyway, uh, we love it. We love bringing you this stuff. And uh, this week, we've got a very special guest, uh, Oscar Shibway, who is dominating college basketball for the University of Kentucky. Oscar is from the Congo, came to the United States a few years ago to go to high school in Virginia, then ended up uh, at Kennedy Catholic up in the northwest part of Pennsylvania, Sharon, PA, uh, a year and a half at West Virginia, Ended up transferring to Kentucky and now is just absolutely dominating college basketball. He's not a double-double guy. He's actually a 2020 guy because you'll hear the story. He had the first 20-point, 20-rebound game in Kentucky history in almost 50 years. And uh, this past weekend, Kentucky absolutely blew out Kansas and Allen Fieldhouse, giving Bill Self only his 16th loss in 19 years at home. And uh, I talked to Coach Self this week, and he said they were just – we were at the rim. They were over the rim. And one of the reasons they were over the rim is this young man, Oscar Shibway. Uh, Just a terrific story. Um, You know, one thing, um, as I talked to Chris Tyler, my producer here, Chris, the – first of all, the thing that stood out to me about Oscar is what a sweet kid he is and what a – you know, what a a cool guy just to talk to. Absolutely. He's incredibly humble. He – doesn't take anything for granted. You can see how hard that he works. Obviously, he had a relatively tough upbringing, came across to the States and just works his tail off to get as good as he possibly can, provide for his family, all that good stuff. This kid's an inspiration, man. This kid's an inspiration. Uh, I love watching him play. He's one of my favorite players to watch in college this season. And he's one of the best players in college. He, he could very well win the National Player of the Year. This year. He's in the running. That's how good he yeah. is. Absolutely. Probably in the top three, I'd say at the moment. I'd say he's in the running with Johnny, you know, Johnny Davis of Wisconsin, Ochai Abaji at Kansas, obviously. Oscar's in there. A few other guys, you know, uh, Drew Timmy's been, we haven't heard much from Drew Timmy because we haven't seen Gonzaga on TV much. They've had a pause, but no doubt Oscar is in the running for uh, lots of awards. He's a first team All American. And uh, what I love about Oscar is just telling the story about these African kids now getting a chance to come over to the United States, go to high school, go to college, uh, the NBA, uh, as you and I both know, because we've had Gallo fall on from the NBA, um, you know, Africa now is getting to where there, you know, resources are being put in NBA Africa Academy in Senegal run by my former player, Roland Houston. Um, but to see these kids come over, uh, Christian Coloco is going to be coming on in a couple of weeks. And, you know, the young man from Arizona, who's having a great year, but uh, yeah, I was impressed. And of course, Oscar, you'll tell, you can tell Chris, very religious young man. Um, and uh, talked about that quite a bit, but uh, really enjoyed this, you know, and uh, re- really enjoyed this again. If you like what we're doing, as we bring you Oscar Shibway, go ahead and subscribe uh, down, you know, get, get, go on Apple, go on Spotify, all the places you can get, your podcast, you can get World of Basketball. Rate us, review us. Go ahead and do that. And uh, hey, without further ado, we bring you National Player of the Year candidate, Kentucky's own Oscar Shibway. Oscar, it's been a good season so far. How you feeling, my friend? I am feeling good. 
I am blessed. I am very blessed. I'm always thanking God for this moment in my life. Yeah, you do it. You're doing great. And I know how much your faith means to you. I'm going to ask you that in a little while. But uh, hey, uh, you are dominating. First of all, uh, just 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 recently, um, 20 points, 20 rebounds. The first time it's happened in you know about Kentucky basketball history, right? I mean, Absolutely. There's a, of, there's a lot of history, right? A lot of a lot of fans, a lot of history. Yes, sir. 40, 46 years is the last time somebody had a 2020 game. How does that make you feel to make a little history for Big Blue Nation? Uh, that makes me feel really, really good. And, and I thank God for that. Like 40-something years when this thing happened and I just did it now. It is a blessing for me. Uh, like what I do, I just fight. I don't take it no I don't think it no plays off. Uh, like if the if the time is like if the game is not over yet, I'll never stop fighting. So you see, like I'm a warriors. I don't think it no plays off. I just fight every day. What's it like to be in traffic in the lane and four guys are going up and you're going after a rebound? Uh, first thing you gotta accept to get hurt, like to be hurt, like body right. contact, contact. Yeah. Most of the people what they don't like is the body contact, and uh, I love the body contact. I love when people drag me all the way down in the cheerleaders in the sideline. Like, um, you gotta be, you gotta have a different mindset. You gotta be a warriors. You gotta think different for you to do different things. Um, for me, I just going in the traffic. I just fight in it. That's what I do. Yeah, you're doing it well. Um, I'm looking at a confident Oscar Shibway out there, a guy that you you know, I don't want to say you're dominating college basketball, but you're dominating many games. Where yes, has this where's this confidence? Because we'll get into how you started the game late. You came over it to the United States at 15, but where's this newfound confidence coming from? The confidence came from um I went back home and I see my family. I see everybody. I did not really like how my family, they are living. Before even I came to America, the living situation for my family was not good, struggling. Um, I grew up with my mom and dad, three brothers and two sisters. We share bed with my brother. like uh, So I did not like the situation. That make me work harder. Maybe one day I can change my family living situation. I went back this past May to go visit my family. Soon I get there, I didn't even stay in my house. I had to stay at the hotel because my house was very little. And I just said, no, this is not possible. How can my mom, my brothers, my sisters, they're living in this situation? So that give me, that make me more hungry and come back here and say, I cannot take any day, anything off. I gotta fight to try to change my family, other people living situation. So that's why my mind and my mentality is just different level. I just fight until the end. That's what making me like different thinking. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. You did not see your mom for, I think, six years, right? Yes, sir. What yes, was sir. that like when you went home in May? He was pretty good. Um, I told Coach, Coach was really scared. He said, Oscar, we... You know, the pandemic, man, we really want you 
we really want you here. We're going to see your mom. Just play this year and you're going to see your mom. I said, coach, I feel like I've been through a lot of stuff. I got to go see my family. It's been a long time. I would get another strength from my family, my mom. I need a hug from my mom, my sister, my brothers, so I can come back here with different mind thinking, clear everything. But the one month and a half I spent back home, it was the best ever. Since like I spent all these many years in the U.S., you get to spend with the family, time with the family. My mom calmed me down every day. She cooked for me. She made sure I forget about everything I'd done, like everything I went through. And I came back here with a clear mind. And I just know now I have one thing to focus on, school and basketball. And uh, God helped me too. Everything's going really good. That's great, man. You know, it's funny, Coach Cal, he didn't want you to come back 50 pounds overweight, you know, and with all that good cooking, you know. And in in some crazy way, because you went home, you just told me you're twice as good now as you were before you left because of this motivation. Absolutely. That motivation. And I told my mom, I'm going, I'm going. I'm praying for God to keep protecting you, keep you safe, keep you alive. And I think I'll, I'll come back with a lot of different, I'll, I'll make a change. I promise you. My mom told me, just stay focused. Uh, know what you're there for. Never forget God like your dad told you every day. God is the reason we need in our life. We need him to succeed in everything we do. That's why I give a glory to God. I'm not ashamed to tell people God, and I'm going to serve God. I'm going to worship him in front of a lot of people. Did you grow up in a religious family? Because you're, you, you're a man, you know, you, I, I, here's what I say about you. Um, they said this about St. Francis, preach everywhere. If necessary, use words. Like you preach with your, with your actions, the smile, the way you treat people. Did you grow up in a religious family? I grew up, my daddy was a pastor. Okay. So I grew up the Lord. Um, God, it was the main things in our family. My daddy always used to tell me, we don't have anything, but we have a God. That's what we need. Um, no, you go, you struggle, you went through a lot, you feel like you have nothing, but keep in your mind, you know, that you have a God. That really bring me from, from like, and it, like the scripture say, when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and God is going to help you get whatever you are looking for too, because you trust him, you seek him, you spend time with him. So for me, that is the motivation. I live with the book. I have like five books in my room, my house, and a lot of different verses. So every day is homework. Every day I got to read scriptures. Every day I got to learn something about God and spend time with them. It really helped me a lot. The world of God is the world that it can motivate you in everything you do because God has no negativity. Every time you read the world of God, it just brings you to another level. Yeah, well, you don't have a lot of negativity e- either from the guy that I've gotten to know, but uh, uh, it's that's wonderful, man. It's wonderful to hear that story and keep 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 preaching that. Uh, all right, what's it like playing at Kentucky? Just tell me, what is it like going out on the Rupp Arena floor before a game, playing for, you know, UK, Big Blue Nation. Give me give me the sense of what it is for a guy like you to go out there. I love to be here. I love being here. Um, thank God for 
where I am right now. Uh, these people, the great people, I promise them, I say I'm coming here. I'm not coming just to, to come and do good, one day go professional for myself. No, I'm coming here with one goal. I told Coach Carapero, say, I'm coming to help you, Coach. My main goal is to, to play national championship one day. That's my dream before I leave college, to bring it the national title. Like, if it's meant to be, we're going to do it. And uh, these people, they treat me exactly like West Virginia people. They treat me really nice, love, kindness. And um, it is just amazing to go out there and do what I'm doing for these people. And a um, lot of different things is happening. They love me. They treat me so nice everywhere I go. And I'm having so much fun. So that's why I think we're going to keep going forward because these people, they just bring joy. And uh, they support us. They, we do things not for us, for everybody. Like I say, as long we winning, I don't care how. But as long we winning, that's all we. That's all matter for us. Like I'm so excited to step in a rap arena, do what I'm doing. It is sometimes I can't believe the thing I'm doing too. I just say I can't believe what I just did. Ever had a dream about grabbing twenty eight rebound? I did it in a rap arena. I'm basically like I have a five, 20, like a 20 plus rebound. That is incredible, like crazy. But like, I still sometimes I just ask myself question, am I a human being doing this stuff? Because I don't know, like, it's crazy. You can't do things like that. You know, one thing I realized is just fights. When you never quit, you're always going to come what you're looking for. Do you stop sometimes and you go look around the arena and say, Seven years ago, I was a little boy in Lubibasha. Yes. And now you're now I'm here. What's that like to just look around and know that this is a completely different environment than you grew up in? It's almost like a dream for you, it must be. Dream. Sometimes I, I feel like I'm in, I'm sleeping, I'm dreaming. <laughs> everything is happening. Seven years, eight years ago, I was I was back home in Congo, like walk to school, like um no living, no, like I have my, I take care of others. They work so hard, but like what I'm seeing right now, that's what they say. You always got to trust the process. You got to trust God and you got to believe that something might change in your life. That's why the scriptures say you got to have a high expectation in everything you're trying to do in your life. You got to believe that with God, you are willing to receive it. For me, I look at this, I look at this as a dream, and I would just, I hope I just keep dreaming everything can keep going the same way. That's great. All right. I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to read you a quote from a couple of years ago. You ready? Right. This, this guy said this. He said, Oscar, he's a grown man. I've never played against anybody like that. He's hard to move in the paint. He's really physical, really strong. You know who said that? Kudoka has a bookie. He did say that. <laughs> The biggest human being I've ever seen said that he couldn't move you. Tell me about that. I remember him. Um, this is what people say most of them, most likely. They say, ask his undersized. I told my coach, they say, coach, I might be undersized, but I don't think they have the same heart I have. I have big heart. You know? It is not about being big and tall. 
uh, it is about your me- mentality. What do you see people? You know, when people go out there and fight, if mentality is not like thinking in a high level, you're probably not going to win the game. It don't matter how big you are. You just got to have a big heart. I think I have a big heart. And I think I wanted things more than they wanted. Like my dad told me, sometimes you might deserve something, but you have to go snatches in somebody's hands. You cannot just wait for them to bring it to you. For me, I think like I just go out there and take what I think I deserve. And I don't let anybody... Yeah, that's great. All right, let's go back in time. Um, Bismack Biombo, who is now playing great for the Phoenix Suns, by the way, and he's been a guest on World of Basketball, a great human being. He's kind of the guy, I believe, that discovered you, right? Or tell me, did you go to his camp back in – is he from Mubibasha as well? Yeah, sure. um, I went to his camp in 2015. I participate in that moment. I was like a few months in basketball, like three, four months in basketball. Everybody, my friend, one thing I will say again, um, sometimes it's better to listen to the word of God than to listen to the people. People, I mean, you got only a few months in basketball. What are you doing here? They're not going to take you. But I say, I'm going to go anywhere. To see if they don't take me, they don't take me. But I went to his camp and I participated to his camp. No, I went there in 2014. I had in basketball and I participated. They see my effort. They see what I'm doing. I did not know how to play basketball, but my effort, what I bring from energy, level, effort. And they told me, ask if you still working the same way. We're going to come back next year. If you get better, we're going to help you. They give me one one year to get better in basketball. And I spent that year working four times a day. Four a day. I quit school for a little bit. Me and my mom, we were fighting every day in my house. Um, she uh, she did everything. She had my basketball. She, she knifed my basketball one night just to say, go to class. I don't want to see the bus. You want to play basketball, go to school. I was going crazy because I know this Mike, everybody promised me if they came back next year, they're going to have a chance. They came back and everybody in that city, they knew who they're going to get first. Because after one year, nobody could not stop me because uh, what they promised me, I was absolutely unstoppable. And I went to that camp. There was no question. I went then contest, MVP. I, I get it, every trophy. And uh and I, they helped me. I came in 2015, uh, November 2015. I did not really play much. I played in the JV team. So let me stop you now. Let me stop you. That because of the opportunity at the camp, you got yes. to come to you got to come to America. And yes, you, sir. You went to Mountain Mission, right? In Virginia. Yes, sir. Right. And that was the beginning of your uh journey here in America. So what was that like when you got here? Was your did you did you speak any English? No, I did not know how to speak English. All right, tell me about how you adjusted to everything, basketball, people. Yeah, I get here. Um, it was really, really tough, and I traveled by myself as a 15 years old. I get in New York, I did not know what to do. I missed my flight because we got delayed in Europe for like two hours. So I get to New York, 
I missed my flight. I was supposed to take me to Charlotte. Then my school to pick me up at Charlotte. I missed my flight. I trying to talk. I trying to talk to them. We were not understanding each other. Nobody could help me with another language. So I just decided to live outside, to go outside because I did not know what to do. And um, went outside. There was a lot of taxi men, Hobe, they asked me, you need a you need a ride, you need a taxi. I said, no, I don't need a taxi. But God sent me somebody who was speaking the language. I speak French. He asked me, Do you, do you uh, need a help? You need a taxi, anything? And English is I'd say, I would just my one thing my mom teach me the best is when you don't understand any language, just smile, just keep smiling. So that man, he speaks French and he helped me. He said, do you have somebody you can call to help you? I said, yes. And I called somebody who's supposed to help me in Charlotte. He now answered the phone. I was with that man for three hours. He picked up or he dropped him. We came back again. He asked me a lot of different questions. He asked me about where I'm from. He asked me about everything. Three hours, the guys called. He called back and said, you try to call me like 100 times. What is going on? Who are you? They start talking back and forth. Like He passed me the phone and I said, it is Oscar. I'm lost. I'm in New York. Um, I missed my flight. Oh, how did you miss your flight? We got everything set up. Like You're going to get to Europe, Charlotte, uh, New York, then Charlotte. I said, we were delayed two hours in Europe. I said, okay, okay. Then the man say, I'm going to, I don't want him to keep away at the airport because there's no flight to Charlotte right now. But I'm going to take him to the bus so he can get to Charlotte. You guys can pick him up over there. The man take me in New York. You want a food? I say, yes. What do you want to eat? I say, I have no clue why America has this food. <laughs> uh, you like a chicken? I say, yeah, I like a chicken. And he took me to Kentucky Chicken. That was my first meal in America. And if somebody helped me and I get to Charlotte, but when I get to my to school, it was really tough. Everybody speak English. Sure. I had. Hey, I, had I, gotta, I gotta ask you a question. No one's ever asked. Yes, sir. Did Did you ever talk to this man again? That man, I try to reach out to him. Never give hold back to him. No. So and some, some some guy in New York was responsible for you getting to Charlotte so that you could go to high school. And now that you're uh, going to be an All-American and probably an NBA player, and this guy helped you and and, and just a total stranger. Stranger from nowhere, everybody. <laughs> if I say I find somebody helped me in New York, they say there's no way. New York people don't help each other. It is hard. Um, my mom told me that was an angel God sent to help you. So came in, you know, when he came and go. I even went back in New York a few times standing at the airport if I can recognize his phone. Like, I never see him. After that, I went to school. He was really tough because not speak English. The best thing I did, that's what I say, you got to be the hardest work. When you really need something, you just got to work harder and everything. God will make it possible for you. I say, how can I learn English fast? People, I did not play, even I played, I played JV. I did not play varsity because I was not good enough, but I never stopped working. But as learning English, I ask a lot of, how can you learn English so fast? Oh, read book. 
And if you don't want to talk to the whole people because they're going to they're gonna make fun about whatever you don't know what to say, spend the time with the kids. And I became best friend with a lot of kids in school. Every time he me hanging out with a lot of kids, reading a lot of books, watching a lot of cartoons, movies, he helped me so fast. And I get it. A lot of people are like, you're not going to be able to play college one day because you're English and you are... You are sophomore. They bring me back again, freshman. And um, I went through a lot. But by stacking with the word of God, anything is possible to those who never quit. That's what takes me to where I am today. And I believe. Yeah, you you, you spent time in Pennsylvania, three state championships uh, up, up, up there in Sharon, up, up there in that northwest Pennsylvania. Did you have to get used to cold weather? Cold weather? I'm used to it now. Yes, okay. sir. It was um, I called my mom when I first get to America it was in November. I called my mom and say, "I don't want to live in America. <laughs> I do not. America it is so cold." And I was in the Mountain Mission School. It was great place, good people, but like it was in the middle of nowhere. Like like it's just little city, all the mountains. Um, I fight a lot in my life, and. Um, when you fight a lot, that's why you get from fighting a lot and it never quits. You've come a long way. All right. Uh, I, I won't get into anything, you know, the controversy with the, with Coach Huggins, but what? give me a good memory of being at West Virginia. Give me a – before – now that now that things are going so well, give me something that helped you at West Virginia or something you remember that's, you know, fun to remember. The fun to remember West Virginia. I love, I love Coach Huggins. And I hope uh, me and him, we can be good, we can speak, because he's all a fan coach. I will always need an idea from Coach Higgins. He teach me how to fight. Coach Higgins teach me how to, how to be a warrior, too, because playing for him is not easy. Playing for him, you man, to play for Coach Higgins. And I had a lot of fun in the team, too, but... The good memories, I would probably say, we were we went to Mexico, we won the tournament, we did a lot of things. My freshman year, probably the best uh, at West Virginia because we had a lot of fun. Um, Coach Huggins, I love Coach Huggins. He recruited me as a freshman in high school. He had him for a long time. Then I know Coach Huggins for a long time. Then I knew Coach Kyle Perry. Yeah. Um, you know they're so that, you know they're good friends, right? Even though they kind of fight a little, they're still good friends. They still a good friend, and they still a good friend. A um, lot of good memory from Coach Higgins. A lot of memories. Um, I have no problem with Coach Higgins. I would love to speak to him one day, and I would love like I know probably like people might think our relationship is not going now, like. Uh, like I would love to make that work because I need a coach against, you know, basketball. This is something like we just have fun. We play, we do everything, but relationship is the best key because I'm going to need coach against for any advice sometime, someday in my life. Cause I'm young. They go, he knows a lot of, he got a lot of experience in everything he do. Not just in basketball, but helping people outside basketball. All right. So, how do you want to? How do you want to end up this season? Obviously, you want to win a national championship. But uh, tell me about your team. Tell me about what you like about these guys and why you can be such a great team. 
this team, well, we care a lot about each other. And it's not about, there's no ego things. There's no thinking about I'm better than somebody else. I'm better than this. Like everybody, we are equal. And we all know what are we here for. Well, we know what are we we chasing. This is it. You're doing good. We're clapping for you. Today is not my day. They pass me the ball. I can't score. No, like he's scoring. Through the ball to him. Through the ball to him. We need a victory. And uh, my goal for this year is to keep doing exactly what I'm doing. But my goal is to, to have it like 20 and 20 without trying to force anything. But I keep fighting. When you fight a lot, and you're going to see things is going to start coming to you. Rebound, uh, people think it's so hard to get rebound. You need a little bit more effort. You got to, most of the people, when somebody shoot, they just watch the ball. I don't watch the ball when somebody shoot. I just go positioning myself in a place when I'm going to get, when the ball, I'm not even going to need too much to do, but the ball's going to come in my hands. I just need to go out in two hands and grab it. People think like he's fundamental, a lot of stuff. Like he's a mental thinking and you, you got to think and you got position. That position, you need the effort to do that. So like, that's for me. Some people be like, you grab it. Like my teammates sometimes they say, Oscar, you don't do anything. The basketball just always find you in your hand. You don't find me. I position in a place where the basketball find me and I'll get it. Um, I just learned something. It, uh, rebounding is fundamental, but it's also mental. Mental, yes. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, listen, you have been gracious with your time. You're a busy man. We're so happy for you, Oscar. You are, uh, you're a great representative of, uh, first of all, you're a great representative of, of the Congo and your family and, uh, and obviously Kentucky basketball and, uh, we wish you. I'm. I, I can't. I can't wait to keep rooting for you all season. And uh, you keep smiling. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. Terrific young man, Oscar Shibway. You could tell. I mentioned that uh, you'd be enamored of him, and uh, very easy man to root for. And Mike DeCourcy is going to come your way right now, my good friend, to kind of give you a little of his insight on what Oscar has meant to Kentucky and to college basketball this year. Nobody better to bring in uh, to uh, recap a great uh, interview with uh, Oscar Shibway than uh, the Sporting News' national college basketball correspondent, Mike DeCourcy. Mike, uh, you and I watched the big fella, Big O, at West Virginia, well coached, obviously, by a Hall of Famer. What is it about Oscar Shibway right now and what he's doing in college basketball that is so impressive? You know, I think what's what's interesting to me, and I don't, you saw him more at West Virginia than I did. Um, I'm sure you did his games. And for me, it was, you know, uh, hitting a game here and there and maybe watching uh, most or half of it or something like that. But when when he was at West Virginia, my impression of him was as this really big, huge human underneath the basket that was like an impenetrable wall but that wall didn't ever really move. I mean, it changed ends, but it was a wall at one end and a wall at the other. And I, I, what I see now is a guy who covers ground, who can go up the line uh, to defend if he has to, 
to, uh, to, to, to step away from the basket and take a short jump shot. Maybe I wouldn't want him taking too many threes, but uh, he can go up to the elbow and take a shot. And, and I, and I see a player who I don't know whether it was all that work that he did in the year that he wasn't playing or whether it was that it, they just what it just wasn't ready to, to be, you know, sometimes uh, what I say about young players is you can't be quick when you don't know where you're going. You can't get there because you don't know how to get there. Uh, so maybe that's what it was, but I see a different player. Uh, you know, I, I, I thought in the Auburn game, he still showed some uh, some room for development. It, he did not defend the screen and roll very well. It, uh, they were trapping uh, or do, they weren't trapping hard, but they were doubling the, the the ball screens. And instead of making himself big and making it impossible to to, pa- to hit the pass to to Walker Kessler, he made himself invisible basically. And Kessler was just an easy target and, and scored on dunk after dunk. That's an area for improvement, but there's plenty of time to get there. And, you know, the things that he does, that he does really well, rebounding at both ends of the floor, alert, being alert on defense, uh, those things he does, he does as well as any player in college basketball right now. You, do you think uh, I, I'm still factoring in my, you know, there's about eight or eight or nine guys that I think could be national player of the year. Johnny, Johnny uh, Davis and Drew Timmy, certainly Ochai Abaji um, as it. And, and you'll you'll have a vote in many of these teams, uh, all American teams. Where does he fit uh, among the top 10 players in college basketball? Well, we did our midseason All-America team a week ago. And we had him in our starting five. We had him on the first team midseason All-America team. And after Saturday, uh, when he had the difficult game, I started to think, I'm not sure that he can hold that. And then he comes back with 20 plus rebounds against Mississippi State. So I think that the, the big games, and there aren't very many of them. Uh, it's a weird, you know, there are some very good teams in the SEC, but somehow they managed to create a schedule in which they're almost never on the same floor. Uh, Auburn only has one game against LSU and, uh, and, and Kentucky, for instance. Uh, and so they don't get a rematch in that game. They do get the, the, the Wildcats do get a rematch against the tiger, the LSU tigers, and that'll help. Uh, but they, they've got that, they've got Kansas and Kansas is uh, a huge game for them for, for that reason. And I think it's a huge game for Oscar in the drive for first team All-America and player of the year. Well, many thanks to Oscar Shibway, University of Kentucky All-American candidate and to uh, Sporting News' Mike DeCourcy. Uh, remember, uh, rate and review us uh, on wherever you get your uh, wherever you get your uh, podcast. We, we like it. The bosses like it as well. And with that, while I'm busy traveling around during college basketball season, it doesn't matter. Because wherever I am, you know next week I'm going to bring you to another place in my world of basketball. World of Basketball is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Chris Tyler. Sound designed by Robert Moore. A special thanks to Sirius XM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen. Sirius XM Podcasts.